Welcome to Tribulation Farce, a left behind kind of podcast. This week, Tribulation Force Book 2, Chapters 9 and 10. I am your global co host, Tim Lanning, and joining me as always is Jennifer Cheek. Hello, everyone. Hey, what's up? What's up? It's a Thursday afternoon. Wow, crazy. I'm uh, fucking off of work a little early to record this podcast. Shh, don't say don't that. Tell, don't tell my bosses. Don't say that. Don't tell them. It's Saturday, baby. I don't have that much work to do right now. It's okay. To stop talking. <laughs> Uh, wow. We're trying to get, uh, episodes banked before GeeklyCon, so it's been such a joy to record these back-to-back. Yeah. Because I just need to get through this book. Well, and honestly, it was killing me to not keep reading after yeah. this most recent chapter. So are we over halfway done? We're over halfway done! Wow. This one's going real fast. Um, I, I, there's only 19 chapters in this book as well, so. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, we only have nine chapters left. I'm crying. I'm yeah, crying. but don't we want to get to the... We, we got to get through <laughs> this shit. Yeah, we got to keep I going, man. I need some stuff to start happening. Because I am getting very bored of the relationships. I've, it does appear that after this chunk, is hopefully that's going to get a little so, better. I, I, I'm going to say, we're, we're, we're back, folks. The relationship shit's over. We have Chloe back. We, well... After know. this, I think we have Chloe back. Mm, we'll have to see. I, as I, much as we're ever going to have Chloe, I think she's back. I we're finally through her yeah. her crazy hysteria. They're like, yeah, through the like. Well, we need to create some sort of conflict here, yeah. so let's just make it a big misunderstanding. Out of the three main characters, which one should be the emotional crazy one? <laughs> right. mm. yeah. I wonder which one. <laughs> Probably the girl. Yeah, it, it's again if you approach the book with like reading space alien or like from a different world, how like. Oh wow, they really thought this. They this is yes. encapsulates them. I think it's pretty fun. That being said, it's absolutely a psyop and I can't believe you know what it does to your brain to constantly have media like this. Um, Just reinforcing like women are crazy, you're yeah. so crazy, you're irrational. Yeah. I mean like I I think that is very much a thing. That I even used to think about myself when actually, after years and years uh, of like being in the workplace, I'm sorry, but often men are the emotional ones. So true. <laughs> and they did not like it when I would say, this thing you want to do does not make sense. They would get very <laughs> upset about that. Um, how dare you not take my man feelings into account? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, how dare I tell you that your plan is, has not been thought out when your plan has not been thought out? <laughs> Maybe you should respect your elders, sweetheart. Oh, yeah, sweetie. Chapter 9. We pick right back up. Hell yeah, let's with go. With the bucket confrontation. Hell yeah, let's go. Which again, thank God, we've got to get this dealt with. So if you remember, at the end of the last chapter, <laughs> we find Buck finally drops the bomb that he did not send those I didn't flowers. freaking send those flowers, and, toots. And Chloe is still kind of skeptical, like, mm, okay, okay. Well, we'll see. She's obviously still, like, extremely on the defensive and, like, yeah. ready to lash out at any second. <laughs> the The first part of this chunk is really annoying, but, you know, if, if they, I don't know, maybe put some... 
vagueness into it because right now we know everything from Buck's point of view. So we only have his side. We know he's not in the wrong at all. So at this point, Chloe just is so annoying. Yeah. And because, wrong. because she's just so wrong. And it's like, where this actually, you know what? Actually, I'm going to hold off. Okay. I'm going to, there's a thought that I'm holding in my brain and I'm going to wait for it. Okay. Um, so yeah. Chloe's still kind of skeptical and Buck's like, okay, okay, okay. Let's like step back for a second and like, Acknowledge what was going on from the right. beginning. Let's, let's go ha- through this chronologically. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's have the classic DTR. Yeah, let's get down to brass tacks. You know, uh, they, they hash it out, and what I thought was a, a surprisingly candid back and forth. Yes, except for Chloe the whole time being like, he's saying all this, and I'm saying all this while he has a fiance. Right, right. Like she's just so like not on the same page of facts. So. Under that circumstance, she's being surprisingly rational about all this. She, well, it's just unfortunately her first assumption was did not make a lot of sense. Yeah, like okay, she says fiance, like but why? Like why? Like she could not like envision any other like possible like reason for what yeah. she was seeing. Like yeah. like no, she was so certain that she was right, and it actually comes up again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's one thing that I rolled my eyes at later in the chapter. Uh, but what are you going to do? Uh, but still, she's kind of just like, hey, I respect it, but I don't want to be in a polyamorous relationship. Yeah, she keeps it like, oh, I don't, what did she just like, I don't want to share, share you. you. And Book is like, what the, the fuck? fuck is she talking about? Talking about her dad? Um, But, but one thing I want to call out, so Buck is like kind of taking her through his thought process and why he like kind of cooled off right. a little bit. And he's like, you know, like the whole age difference and your age and Chloe's immediately like, so there it is. It's not your age. It's the problem. It's mine. Like, Oh my God, Chloe, shut the fuck up. Yeah, that was horrible. What's the difference between your age and his age? The, the problem is the difference between them, which mm-hmm. is neither of your fault. Mm-hmm. She's just, she's being hysterical. The idea that she's she, being irrational. Absolutely. The idea that she said, Oh, it's my age, not yours is, is so fucking crazy that you absolutely got to give it up. Five star writing for creating such a monster. Yeah. Uh, so. <clears throat> Buck pulls a, unfortunately, I think, justified Rayford here and is yes. like, can you shut the fuck up and let me talk for a second Bitch, shut with, up. without interrupting me? <laughs> yeah, maybe we were too harsh on Ray. It sounds like Chloe's just annoying. Yeah, she sounds pretty annoying. Um, uh, ugh, Yeah, so uh, this is the only way that Buck can like get his fucking thoughts out. Yeah, he's like, hey, this is going to sound condescending and maybe a little par- parental, but you're not letting me fucking finish a sentence. So just- <laughs> He says fuck, too. Yeah. He says fuck. He's being serious. He's, he's serious. like, I know. God damn it. I- I'm going to have to pray and ask for forgiveness, but I need to say fuck. I'm doing a quick cuss. Yeah. Uh, You need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, so this is where Buck is like, you keep talking about not sharing me. Is there something you need to ask me or accuse me of before I can go on here? <laughs> Cut to Rayford, who's laying very still in bed, <laughs> trying to eavesdrop. Which, again, this part is very funny. Rayford um, saves this chapter. A hundred percent. And I cannot believe it. He said, I mean, he, his bits last chapter were great. His bits this chapter He's were really great. Being it's peak, so fucking funny. He's being peak dad. Yeah. Like, the best kind of dad, like, oh, like, like what's going on? Right. And, <laughs> I'm invested in this drama that's this happening is, in my house. This is why the book is fun to read, is because weird shit like this of fucking Rayford being quiet as a church mouse. Like, I just mean, he's, he's like, 
in his bed with the covers pulled up, like, Ooh. He's like, the first thing he heard was Buck screaming. I was like, that's right, put her in her place. Yeah, he's like, he heard it in her silently cheer. <laughs> Which, unfortunately, he is right. Yeah. Again, like, very sexist, very misogynist. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately. in this case, Chloe's being shrill and yeah. true. She, uh, she was raised too willful. She was raised too willful. Uh, <laughs> Rayford yells down to them, Did you two either speak up or just whisper? If I can't hear, I'm going to sleep. Amazing. Hilarious. Hilarious. A plus, no no, it's the best response. I to mean, how, how can you critique this? It's just like, who would say that? <laughs> Why would they be that, like, all right, dad, come down and, and be that's, here? That's the platonic dad response yeah, to it. Yeah, it's perfect. And both Raver, both sorry, not Raver, both Buck and Chloe, like, even Chloe's, like, kind of smiling at it. Yeah. Like, Buck is, like, trying to stifle a laugh about it. So, yeah. Like, yeah it's funny. This breaks the ice a little bit, it I does. think. It does. I think so, too. It gets them to, like, take it down a notch. Rayford rocks. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying Rayford rocks. Yeah, here we are, though. Like, I mean, he's such a, like... Fuddy duddy in so many ways, yeah. but but he he he's he's a pretty good dad in these chapters. When, when actually, he, when he goes hardcore dad mode, I think he's much better yeah. than when he's being honorable pilot. Yeah, I hate him. Yeah, I agree. When he, I want him to stop being a pilot actually, because <laughs> everything about his like pilot stuff oh is my annoying. God. Yeah, it's really annoying. Uh, but when he's being a dad, it's pretty cool. Um, so Buck tries to tell Chloe about how that afternoon he couldn't stop thinking about her while he was. At the office, and uh-huh. Chloe's like, "Oh, you saw me at the Global Weekly office," and he's like, "What are you talking what the about? Fuck? I was not there. You do not know where I was. <laughs> you think you do, obviously." It's like, "Well, I saw Alice, and like, oh, her." He's like, "Yeah, you know, like I don't even know her last name. <laughs> like, what are you talking about?" Yeah, Chloe's like, "How do you do? You really expect me to know to to think?" That you don't know her last name. And uh, <laughs> then Chloe finally admits that she saw Alice at Buck's condo. And then the Tetris block yeah. slides into place. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh, and Buck's like, oh, okay. okay. I see what's happening here. And as annoying as Chloe is and as, like, embarrassing that this situation is, I can, I can see... Ha- what happens next making sense where Buck is basically just like all form of like frustration and anger gone and just right. like, kind of like pitying her based off a comedy of errors. Sure. It's it, the world's worst episode of Frasier. And, <laughs> yes. and I don't respect it. And, but, and much, like, like a, like a D a D plus version of yeah, Frasier. It's, it's like if, yeah, Frasier based off, misogynistic ideas about women. And it's Christian. And it's Christian, where it's like, I would watch that show, actually, if decided. Mm. All the, instead of Niles, it's just a crazy woman, a suit, like, <laughs> the Fraser character says exactly what he's doing, and the woman's like, rah, 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 rah. That sounds like a bad show, Tim. I don't, what? I don't think that sounds fun. I'm trying to make money. <laughs> um, so, once it comes out that, like, no, Alice has her own fiance that she was talking about. She actually works with me and was just dropping some stuff off. Yeah. And I was not even there. Chloe is like, oh, I fucked up so bad. Yeah, and she like kind of folds in on herself. I was like, oopsies. She's like, literally says, Buck, I'm so embarrassed. She moaned and the tears came. <laughs> so she she knows she fucked up. Oh, yeah. And it, Oh, this, so now back to the thought that I was holding mm-hmm. in my brain earlier, which is that 
as an aficionado of your various, your R relationships, mm-hmm. your am I the asshole, the most cathartic thing that can happen on those is when someone writes in and they're being absolutely out of pocket <laughs> and everyone's like, you're being, you're being crazy, Frankenstein. <laughs> um, and they come back and they're like, Okay, you were right. I was I'm being sorry. really yeah. bad. I, I have apo- I have apologized for it. my actions. <laughs> um, only that's only the, that slightly above when the people will not admit they yeah, were wrong and they dig their heels in. And I love to see that too. <laughs> but it is there's something really cathartic about like when someone is being like insanely wrong yeah. and then finally being like, okay, I was insanely wrong. That's my bad. Because I get really hung up on that. Like, people, like, won't admit that yeah. they're wrong about something. It makes me, like, so deeply furious inside <laughs> of myself. Which is why I think I was getting so annoyed at yeah. Chloe. Because it's just like, Chloe, you don't have all the facts. And you think you do, and you're wrong. And she didn't even try to be like, oh, well, this happened because of you. No, she didn't say any of that. No, she's just like, nope, I fucked it up. But I was wrong. It's like, no, I get it. It's, you know, it's my fault, too, because I didn't tell you. I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, he definitely should have told her that he was not going to be at his condo when he literally invited her right. to his condo. And then, like, because remember, we talked about this. I was like, why would you not just say, hey, right. by the way, I'm going on a work trip? And again, we're, we're playing off of, like, 95, 1995 rules where obviously you can't text, but which which also means that it's not that weird that she would just show up on a quote unquote unannounced. And it makes it really weird that he wouldn't let her know, exactly. hey, I'm actually not here. Because they got phones in 1995. <laughs> and email. And email. Uh, it's a. They probably got pagers. Yeah, I think that's come up before. Yeah, I think so. I think some people have pagers. I don't uh, know if Chloe has one. I feel like we can give him a slight pass, what with him dealing with. You know, the, the Antichrist. Antichrist. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough. He has some things on his mind. <laughs> yeah. But I'm so glad that this is over. Oh, my God. I really, I was We're like, f- thank with it. God. This was terrible. Please, let's move past this. Yeah. I mean, she does have a little bit of, like, she swings to the other side of being embarrassed. Like, oh, you must hate me. Get out. I no, don't deserve I, love. I look horrible and I'm crying now. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, you know, Buck's like, oh, I like would like to say. And she's like, no, come back. I, I don't want you to see me, like, when I'm, you know, unpresentable. And he's like, well, I'd like to see you when you are presentable. Like, All right, here we go. Here it starts now. Let's <laughs> the, go. The, the buck charm is yeah. being put on. It is working. We love it. It is working. So Chloe runs up the stairs to go change into real people clothes. Which is hilarious because Rayford has moved from the bed <laughs> yes. to the top of the stairs. <laughs> Like eavesdropping on like when the parents yeah. like have friends, adult friends yeah. over. But since Chloe ran so fast, he got caught. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and she's all like, "Dad, you're awful," and he's like, "I'm awful. Look what you did to Buck. Way to hang a guy before he's tried. Get him. Get her ass. Get her ass. <laughs> he deserved it." Yeah, she's like, did you know he was coming? Yes. Yes, I did. Even though you said yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you're welcome. And yeah, he didn't back down. He, he did it. He did the correct thing yeah. in this situation. It was like, wait, did you take that shower just so I had to get the door? You yeah. got it. <laughs> like, you just got so, like, maneuvered. Yeah, and that's what... <laughs> By both butt and your dad. <laughs> when you're being so literally hysterical, uh, the two men in your life work together to calm your ass down. Yeah, sometimes they need to ignore what you say you yeah. want and just give you what you need. That's so true. And that is true sometimes. sometimes unironically. Sometimes it's a little bit true. But also, n- not. But it's not. But it's not. You real listen. You're taking a gamble. Yeah. <laughs> if you go against it, this time it worked out. But <laughs> if you go against what someone says, 
That's on you, bud. Probably will work out. Uh, we love it. It's so funny. And he's like, well, I did a good thing. I am a good dad. Yeah. Time to go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm going to pray for Chloe and Buck. And, and I thought it was kind of interesting that he's like, he prays that they'll be good for each other, even if it yes. doesn't end up in these, a romantic relationship. Other than Chloe being fucking crazy, uh, these two chapters are surprisingly well written. Um, yeah. Compared. Yeah, I'll say that. They're, they're very readable. <laughs> And they went really fast. I, yeah. Because it was funny because I... And I, they have some conversation, like, be- between Rayford saying what you said about, yeah. hey, let them be good for each other, and then immediately followed up with, if that's just friends, perfect, because we are such a have a good thing going. And then, like, later in the chapter, or beginning of next chapter, yeah. I forget which, where they talk about some other discussions, that was like, I can't believe we're doing this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I found it interesting because when I read these chapters, they went so fast, I was like, oh, they're short. But then when I went to take notes, I'm like, there's a lot of notes in yeah. here. So I guess they weren't that short, they just I went I mean, faster. that's the thing, is like, I think from this point on, baby, we're in the jet fuel that is the Left Behind series. Can, can I be real that, like, I honestly kind of want to, the second we get done recording, go read the next chapters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we'll see. I, I want, because there's a specific cliffhanger. That I do want to know what happens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About Bruce, which we get, we'll get there. We'll oh get yeah, there. that's weird. I'm, I'm, I want to know what the fuck is going on. With yeah, that. it comes up a little bit later, but it's basically who sent which, the flowers. Which actually, we're about to get into that. Yeah. So Buck and Chloe. So so Claire comes back downstairs. She's got real people clothes, but she's got cool like casual girl clothes on. She's got a sweatshirt and jeans, and she's wearing her hair in a ponytail with a ball cap. Yeah, I like that they. Just said everything. Like, Every okay, single she thing. puts her hair up. She's got and sneakers in a, a hat, and she has a coat on. Sweater and, and a coat. Yeah, um, she's chased, and she's wearing sneakers. Yeah, so yeah. she's she's like not a, a stupid, you know, girl that's like I need to put my makeup on. She's yeah. sensible. She like splashed her face. She's yeah, she's beautiful without makeup. So in order to get away from their horrid uh, eavesdropping father, Chloe <laughs> is like, let's just go for a walk in our suburban neighborhood. Yeah, because which. I believe uh, three weeks ago was super dangerous. Due right. To the- Literally, didn't they have, like someone like try to break in yeah. their house? And yeah. like they were implying that, yeah, it was like fucking uh, martial law out yeah. there. But I, I think I things, things have calmed down. Now. Yeah, things have calmed down for sure. But that, that just kind of made me laugh. But it was like, okay, Buck, you can't sleep on my front porch. Let's go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. So Chloe tries to apologize again. And I actually like, I like Buck's response here too. It pissed yeah. me off. Uh, can you read what Buck says? Chloe. Don't. We've got only seven years. We can't live in the past. We've both stumbled this weekend, and we've apologized. So let's be done with it. I do feel. I feel like this guy's like, listen, you, there's no time. There's, there's no, no time. time to dwell on this shit. Like yeah. it's been dealt with. Like I understand. There's the ambient, like you know, residual. I feel bad that I right. fucked up so much. But, but it's like we both agree that I'm right and you're wrong. We so move let's just on. leave it there. Let's leave just it leave there. It there. <laughs> um, but now that Chloe knows that Bub didn't send her the flowers, she's like, well, who the fuck did send flowers? And her suspicion is Bruce, because he's so damn lonely. Hey. <laughs> they, like, bring up his loneliness, like, again, right. like, so many Such times. Owning him so bad. Yeah, he's If Bruce is a real guy and he read the book, like, oh, come on, My man. God, come on, stop, stop freaking roasting me so did bad. you call me <laughs> yeah, why, why did you talk about how much I was sweating? And, and Chloe's like, I'm so sorry for jumping to conclusions, Buck. Well, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to jump. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to jump to another conclusion. (laughs) And that's that Bruce is is all about me. 
And it's going to be so awkward. And that's why he asked her to work with him. Because yeah. remember, that is happening. And that's when Buck's like, mm, that sounds like another assumption. Yep. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. Okay. Okay, let's get it. Oh my god. I, I honestly forgot for a second where this was going. We were about to get into some very juicy virginity talk right yeah, now. Yeah, I cannot believe I, I listened to this in the car with my parents. I, that sounds so horrible. So <laughs> horrible. So, they're just kind of talking. I don't even remember like what exactly leads into this, but Buck admits that he got dumped by a girl in grad school because he didn't make a move on her fast. Yeah, because I think Chloe's like, you know, just talking about you never got married, want to even think about getting married or you yeah, have a relationship, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. And then the conversation turns to well, yeah, cause, experience. Because he, when he says he didn't move fast enough, my assumption was proposed. That, that's what I thought, too. But then... But that, they make clear very soon that that is not what they mean. Yeah. Because Buck says, would you rather hear that I have all kinds of experience because I'm such a cool guy or that I'm a virgin? Mm. And Chloe's basically like, I'd rather hear that you're a virgin. And he says, <laughs> bingo. Bingo. <laughs> and then it's so fucking funny because, like, <laughs> Chloe's like, what? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, this is literally unbelievable to yeah. me. You are 30 motherfucking years old, and you're not a Christian, and you're a virgin still? Right. Living the world that he lives in, and where he literally says that he, like, hangs out with, like, I don't know, movers and shakers. Like, obviously there's a, a million people that are virgins at 30 and above, but it's like, not, but this not, guy? A, not this guy. No, he's been around so many people, he's traveled so much, I just, like, really? You've right. never... Somewhat later, he basically implies that it was God protecting him, which I think rocks. Yeah, well, I think Chloe is the one that's like, do you think? Maybe that's what happened? <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, and he explains, he says, I didn't abstain out of any sense of morality. When I had opportunities, I wasn't interested. And I was so focused on my studies and my future, I didn't have that many opportunities. Like, what a dork. Maybe. Maybe. Huh? You know, in grad, okay, personally, my like most debaucherous times were when I was in grad school. Like, I was drunk all the time, like, doing stuff. <laughs> like, I just, that feels, like, were you really such a good at two-shoes that you weren't having fun in grad school? You were yeah. really just in the library? Yeah, I think he was. Like, even, I was a super good at two-shoes, and even I didn't do that. Yeah. I, I, uh, such an interesting choice. And I think it, it's a really strong, because I assumed it was going to be like, oh, I did have experience. Right. But now, I'm, you know, and I wish that I had saved myself. Like, I thought they were going to go that route with yeah. it. But no, they didn't. I feel like Chloe has more experience than him. It kind of which is implied. I, I also do like that Buck has this insane thought, which is so psyopy, which is, I never thought of it that way, but it very well could be responding to God protecting him. I've never had to worry about disease and all the emotional stuff that goes with intimate <laughs> relationships. This is such a Christian talking right. point thing. Like, if you have sex, you will get a disease and it will destroy and you, you will emotionally. Die. Yeah. Like, guys, it's... Not to say, like, sex is not a big deal, but it is not like that. Right. Like, calm down. <laughs> well, luckily, we get to move on to Chloe. Yes. But Chloe's experience. so uncomfortable where Chloe's like, well, you showed me yours. Now I need to show you mine. And Buck's like, no, no I don't want to talk about don't this. Don't want to know. Don't, don't want to know. know. She's like, well, what What about, what happens when you fall in love with me? And then you want to know. He's like, then I'll ask. Right and now, stop. And then she's like, but what if it's a deal breaker and you're already in too late? Like, mm -hmm. and he's like, oh. Uh, 
okay, fair enough. And she says, basically, she kind of implies that she, I don't know, like, did heavy petting with her, her bows or something. Yeah. She, she said they weren't the picture of propriety, whatever right, that means. Right. But that they hadn't had sex. Yeah. Well, you know. Like, what does that mean? Did she get her, did she get filled up a little bit? Yeah, I did think. Did she get her little boobs touched? I think that's the <laughs> most likely the implication. Um... Because I think it's probably like their chaste version of it, right? Like necking in the Neck, back they're of necking, a, yeah, yeah. The back of a soda soda shop or something like that, yeah. Instead of like blowing some dude at, under the bleachers or whatever, but <laughs> right. but regardless, Chloe is less of a virgin than Buck, and and he's like much less embarrassed to talk about it in general. Yeah, and Buck's all like, oh, I, my my vapors, I can't <laughs> being so frank about these things. Yeah, it's he's so conservative. He's bucking the natural trend by not fucking. He's too bucked He's- to fuck. <laughs> well, there's the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> too bucked to fuck. <laughs> Sorry for the F word. Uh, you can... You put an asterisk in it, it'll be fine. Who knows what that word is? Like, again, he's, like, being, like, very, like, squeamish during this whole conversation. And he says... I can interview heads of state. This kind of frankness is new to me. Which, again, I think Chloe is being quite forward. Even with my... Wow, that's him is on Buck's side? Hey. She's being quite... This young lady is being quite forward. (laughs) I'm saying that in a positive way. Right. right, Good for her. Yeah, she's just being frank. She's just being a person. Yeah. And and, and especially for this book and for this time and yada, yada, yada. The fact that she's the the quote-unquote aggressor of both of the conversation and is also the more experienced of the two of them while being, you know, a third his age. Well, and I do – and I think this plays into the whole, like – Chloe's not like the other girl. Right. It's like, she just says what's on her mind. And she's, she's, and she speaks her, breaks frankly, and she whatever. Says she's not as much of a slut as the other ones while being wanton. She, her, right? she wears jeans and a sweatshirt <laughs> while she asks if her 30 year old boyfriend is a virgin. Jesus, that rocks. <laughs> Chloe rocks now. Um, and she says something that was pretty funny and like kind of a good point, which is, what are the odds that two unmarried people are taking a walk at midnight in America and both of them are virgins? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> says, especially after all the Christians were taken away. Which, hilarious. I mean, it's fun. That's a, that's, I mean, that's like, funny. Like, honestly, you're right. Probably pretty low odds that this yeah. is happening. <laughs> that's break kayfabe. That's, that's a good bit. That's not just us being like, hell yeah, it rocks when Chloe's shrieking. It's like, no, that, that's, that's a funny line. Yeah. Good. Uh, th- th- you know, that's again why these books are, Essentially good airplane. They are. Books no, they're for two page, reasons. They're pictures. So cut back to Rayford. It's about one AM and he can't help but he hears the the front door open. And when Chloe comes upstairs, he's immediately like interrogating her, like so funny. Did he kiss you? Did he hold your hand? <laughs> <laughs> Which I also thought was great yeah. dad move and cute to me. Because he said it in like not a like, did he do this? Yeah. I'm gonna kill him. He's just razzing her. He's just razzing her, yeah. Like cause he cause he's like obviously rooting for them to get right. together. So I think he like like, kind of wanted him to do it. Yeah, like, neck like, my daughter. And Chloe's like, ew, Dad, no! <laughs> <laughs> um, and Chloe once again is like, hey, Dad, just confirm for me that you did not send those flowers. <laughs> and he's like, I did not. Nope, not me. And and so, and then Rayford has the exact same thought of like, yeah. uh-oh, is it Bruce? Which, can we just pause for a second? Mm-hmm. Why is no one thinking that maybe Hattie's doing a prank? 
Yeah, I, when they were talking about it has to be this person, I was like, oh, they're going to say Hattie. I, but I, right, no, they like, said Bruce, which I think it, from their perspective, that makes more sense because they don't know about the pranks and they don't know about how she is still kind of involved. But with Rayford them. knows about the pranks. Yeah. They had a whole conversation about it. Yeah, but he doesn't know that Buck saw her recently, which doesn't really change it that much. But like. Yeah, I don't really know why Hattie would do it exactly. So I think Hattie did it, and this is not me remembering, because and sent it anonymous to help set them up. Oh. Like, okay. Chloe would have assumed that Buck sent right. them. Right, and then she's like, you get, got me flowers. I hey. also don't remember what the card said, but I'm glad they confirmed that it was anonymous, because I was nervous, based off the way it was kind of framed last time, right. was that Chloe just saw it, freaked out, and threw him in the trash. And didn't look at it. Before it, it was like, oh, th- this is from your old friend Greg from middle school. I'm super sorry that your family died. I'm gay, but I'm this sorry This doesn't family, mean anything. This doesn't mean anything. I'm what if, gay. What if it was like, this is from Nikolai Carpathia, the Antichrist? From the desk of Nikolai Carpathia. <laughs> Antichrist of the world. CPA. Yeah, so Chloe's like, oh my god, how am I going to take this job? And Rafe's like, shut up, we'll talk about it tomorrow. But what if, you know, he just did this to get in my pants? Shut up, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Oh my god, what should I do? Should I still take the job? Shut up, shut we'll up. talk about it tomorrow. It's already tomorrow, go to bed. Which... Hey, you know, this is, um, this is Chloe's redemption arc. So I'm going to take her chattiness here where it's just a couple words. No, good night. Couple yeah, words. Yeah. No, good night. Back and forth with Rayford as, uh, precocious. Yeah. I mean, it's better than her being like sullen and yeah. like constantly combative. So Especially I'll because take this. Buck and Rayford are so rigid for the most part. Yes. Now. Yeah. They're two old codgers. The word codgers comes up a lot in yeah. these books, which I assume is because they were written by old codgers. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Uh, so yeah. So they're like, well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Well, good luck. <laughs> when I go meet with Bruce, if he actually did send me flowers or not, we'll see. And they say at some point of like, wait, should I talk to him? I was like, no. Because again, you anonymous. are jumping to conclusions. If he was, if he said it to, uh, anonymous, then he's a big enough boy to bring it up. So you just go in, act like nothing's the matter. Because why would you assume he sent it? Exactly. Because if you go in being like, did you send me flowers and he didn't? That's like super embarrassing. Because that is kind of the implication is Chloe's like, God damn it. Why am I just so hot? Why These- is everyone in love with me? My milkshake brings all the Christian boys to <laughs> my, my three story walk up. <laughs> Yes. So the next morning, uh, Buck is going home and he slept in. He, I think they specifically talk about that because it says when the, the phone rang, it's mid morning. Yeah, because he was up so late the night before. He's like, I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta call. I need to be ready for. And it's like Buck slept late as fuck. Yeah. Uh, it's it, Stan and Bailey um, from the Global Weekly, and he, of course he fucking loves Buck's cover story. Oh God, so like the the way that they again the way that they talk about Buck Friday, it's like, well, this is obviously an award winner. Like yeah. really. Are you sure? It sounds boring to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so curious how he's able to write a, an award-winning piece that is just an objective sort of look at this yeah, thing. Yeah, that sounds boring as fuck. Yeah, like, there's I, no heart. There's no spice. Yeah, like it just doesn't sound like an interesting story at all. Because it's like, if it's supposedly being all, you know, fair and balanced and, you know, and he's not taking a side, like, that's not an interesting story. That's just a summary. Right. <laughs> that's Absolutely. Not, that's not an article. I'm sure... It, it could be very well written and things of that nature. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll suspend some disbelief, so to, so to speak, and assume that they're not lying and that he is the best boy. I guess. Sure. So can you read what Stanton Bailey says about the mm-hmm. article? 
I thought it was real good of you not to make the alien cooks and the religious wackos look stupid. Everybody's got a right to his own opinion, right? Just extremely funny. I love Stanton Bailey. Yeah, me too. Honestly, he's pretty funny and yeah. good. Um, and <laughs> telling Buck to his face that he is a wacko, mm-hmm. basically, is pretty great. Yeah. Uh, because Buck's being such a good boy with all his writing, <laughs> Stanton is like, don't worry, buddy. We're not going to keep you in Chicago for a long. Right. Hopefully your lease is not for super long. Yeah. And Buck's like, I kind of want to stay here. Ha <laughs> ha, good one. Anyways, let's talk about this when your lease is over. And yeah, yeah. But Stan Bailey's just like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, like, I'm not even hearing the, you. The, you obviously want to be back in New York. The constant Chicago hate. Again, is there an inside joke between the authors and why they hate Chicago they, so much? They, they're, they're disrespecting Chicago so much. And Stanton's is another thing that kind of makes me laugh because he brings up Verna Z, the one that Buck <laughs> had been sparring with, and he tells him to stay out of that little gal's hair. <laughs> it's very inappropriate. You can't do that. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> She's the head of the Chicago like <laughs> office now. He yeah. calls her a little gal. Come on, Stanton Bailey. You can't do that. <laughs> to, to quote James Marsden, he called some bitch sweetheart. You can't <laughs> That. You can't do that. You yes. can't do that. You can't do that, Stanton. Oh, man. You're being crazy, Stanton Bailey. <laughs> Buck and Stanton then talk about coverage for the whole UN-Israel right. treaty thing. And Stanton says that he had been planning to put the religion editor on it. Because to him, anything about Israel is religious. Right. And it's just kind of silly. because That feels problematic. Yeah, because I don't feel like that's the way we look at it now. No, not at all. But maybe we did back then. Well, I think we very much did back then, because it was like less the two states and more, right. you know, uh, uh, the the uh, Jews versus the Muslims and the, yeah. the, you know, the Dome of the Rock type right, shit. Right, right. Which again is why I thought George Bush, since he was a good Christian, should have blown up the Dome of the Rock so that we could Build the temple so that we could have the end times. Then we just like make it happen. Exactly. That, just for, that, to force it. Blunt force the end right. times. Anyone who says they're a Christian and the president and does not bomb a mosque, this specific mosque, as opposed to all the other mosques right, bomb. Right, right. You know? Like Obama tried to get close, you know, got to give it up. But like <laughs> anyone strikes. who doesn't blow up that specific one, they can't say they're a Christian. Yeah, you're not a real Christian. And sure, every single school teacher at my Christian school looked at me. With a confused <laughs> face. When that's I said bad it. when even the Christian teachers at the Christian school are like, okay, we're going a little hard here. I'm sorry. I was just so rational. You're being crazy, Tim Lanning. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I cannot stop quoting that I think you should leave. You're being crazy, Frankenstein mm-hmm. uh, skit. I'm not going to stop. Nor should you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
Buck's like, okay, I don't think the treaty part is a religion or story, but the two witnesses, now that's a story. <laughs> Those fucking crazy guys. Yeah. Let's go. And Sam Bailey points out here that they say that the, the two witnesses say it's not going to rain in Israel for right. 3.5 years. So weird. That's half of seven. Yeah. Half of seven years. I'm cu- I, I don't remember if that's come up yet, but like, I love that they're saying it. And Stanton Bailey's like, and it hasn't rained yet. Isn't that crazy? Goddamn. So hopefully Buck, using all his powers, will be able to get to talking to him. But Bailey's like, bro, you can't talk to those motherfuckers. Everyone that tries dies. They're going to freaking belch fire onto you. And he makes a funny little joke about them having halitosis. Exactly. (laughs) Stanton is written so well here. Yeah, Stanton's a real one, actually. I've decided. I think he rolls. And as you said before, it's so clippy. Yes. In the way, because he's kind of like. He's a news guy. Right. He's barreling over Buck with the force of his like own personality, which rules. He does give big I want pictures of Spider-Man yes. <laughs> energy. Absolutely. Yeah, less hardcore, m- more funny than uh, J. Jonah, but very much I, <laughs> give me pictures of Spider-Man. Like, I just see him behind his desk, like, chewing on a cigar. Yes, very much that. Like, he's got a secret stash of whiskey yeah. in his desk. Probably even secret. Yeah, probably just, like, brings well, it out. Well, he has, like, uh, the secret stash of whiskey, but then he has, like, the real nice whiskey, but then when he gets mad, it's when he pulls out, like, the Jim Bean and just Yeah, it. Just, just fucking houses it. Yeah. I want to party with Stanton Bailey. I feel like, he, I want to get him, like, a little drunk and, like, get stories out of him. Was Stanton Bailey on Epstein's plane? Uh-oh. Absolutely. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, maybe he didn't do anything, but he also, like, he, saw, he saw stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he saw things. Just not gonna look over that corner. Bill Gates, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Gates, you're being crazy. You're being crazy right now. <laughs> Oh, man. Fuck, what's his name? What's Stanton it? Bailey. No, no. Um, Stephen Hawking, you're being crazy on this plane. <laughs> on Epstein's plane. Is, is it assumed that he was on He his? was on the plane. Cool. Yes, yeah, Stephen Hawking absolutely went to Epstein's island. Well, you know. Isn't that fun? Are you going to say no? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but, but okay, so so Stanton Bailey makes a little haha. They've got halitosis. The two witnesses blast yeah. and fire and Buck's like internally like that's not funny that's not funny <laughs> you bitch those are my friends <laughs> those are my friends and I'm not a wacko and just because my friends are shooting fire from their mouths it's not that weird it's not that weird it's normal for Christians to do yeah. this <laughs> and now I'm excited that Buck's like I'm gonna be the best boy I'm gonna interview these two psychopaths yeah they're gonna like they're gonna be cool with me doing it yeah cause I mean come on you know sure it's in the bible but in any world no Christian would like two ragged guys walking out from the woods and screaming. Yeah, as if they would not be immediately calling the cops on them. Yeah, they would be – if this happened in America, they'd be absolutely killed. Yeah, they'd be ta- they'd be tased. They'd be like get, put them in a chokehold. They'd yeah. like pull out their gun and sh- shoot themselves in the foot first by accident and then <laughs> shoot them. For some reason, five dogs would wander in. they kill them. Yeah, all the dogs are going to be killed also, yeah, for so sure. Like, but – it is they get like, I, that, I am having a fentanyl overdose because these guys got <laughs> fentanyl all over them. <laughs> it is, you know, you, you can't make this up, folks. You know, they're shooting fentanyl from their mouths. <laughs> if, if this actually happens... I mean, of course, they won't come to America because America's not in the in the Bible. It's not, part. yeah, yeah. The, America won't play a big part in this. That's but what we've been told. If by this Bruce. were ha- to happen... Absolutely, they would. the cops would kill the fuck out of these guys. I know what you're saying... They can't die. Who do you think is more powerful? The <laughs> NYPD and their team of lawyers and their ability to not rat any other cops out yeah. or the Lord? Come on. Come on. We know that the cop unions are more powerful. Come on. <laughs> the entire precinct 
Uh, the entire cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine has been <laughs> m- murdered today as <laughs> one of Jake's classic pranks pissed off the forest man. Yeah, no, it is really funny. And it's not, like, super worth drilling down into because Christians aren't that unique in this. But, like, come on, man. When you see someone scream in the side of the road, you roll the windows like, up. Whoop. You put your freaking headphones in. It. I did not see that. <laughs> They're having a mental health moment, yeah, and I'm oops. gonna ignore it. This is Reagan's fault and not mine. I'm yep. crossing the street. <laughs> if I thought about this too deeply every day, I would beep. Um, so. I'm acting crazy, Frankenstein. Yeah, I am acting crazy, Frankenstein. So, uh, Buck does mention here, because they start to talk about the whole, like, going, going over to Israel. Um, and Buck mentions that actually Carpathia has offered to bring Buck over as part of his contingent. And Bailey's like, well, that seems not great for objectivity. Right. Which is good because that's basically what Buck said when yes. he talked to Nikolai. <laughs> but I do like that Buck's like, you have to trust me, sir. I have never traded favors. Like, well, okay, cool. Well, you said it, so all right. It's well, fine now. <laughs> we know he's a virgin, so he's never been like... I'll give you the top story if you touch it. If you, <laughs> you know, because he's scared. He doesn't want anyone to touch like, it. Ah, what's that? What are you ah, doing? Ah, that's my no-no zone. <laughs> Buck wearing a fucking shirt at the fucking... The pool? pool. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. see his, like, sick pack through it. It's like, what's his deal? He's shy. <laughs> he's just a shy guy. He ran away from me when I asked him how his day's going. Um... I thought it was also very funny and also uh, uh, another side of Stan Bailey being a real one. They said first, like, I don't like this idea. And then he's like, mm, but if you're at the signing and you wear, like, a patch on your jacket yeah. that says it's from the Global Weekly, then I do like it. Yeah, that that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, he says, I don't want you owing Carpathia any favors, but there's not much I wouldn't do to see you peeking over your shoulder when he signs that treaty. <laughs> yeah, it also implies that, like, all right. Put a fucking sticker in your pocket, and then right at the end, put it on there. Like, That's kind of bullshit. And then Stan's like, Carpathia is a politician. Politician. Come on, he He's going to respect the game, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Stanton Bailey might be the best character in this book. Sure, absolutely. So far, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Chapter 10. Still in books. Uh, halfway done. Half, halfway done. Halfway done with the book. Well, I guess, like, a couple bullet points into this. We'll yeah. So... Buck goes home, and he immediately gets a pissed-off email from the religion editor, whose name is James Borland. Uh, he thinks... so. Oh, because I don't even think we really... Well, we did talk about it a little bit. Basically, <clears throat> that uh, uh, Stan Bailey was going to assign the cover story to the religion editor, and that's when Buck's like, I don't know if it's really a religion right, story. Right, right, focus on the religion stuff. So, apparently what happens from that is that Bailey's like, okay, you're right, and tries to assign... The story to Buck instead of to Jim Borland, the religion editor. And Jim is not happy about it, which makes sense. Um, he thinks Buck's trying to steal the cover stories, and Buck's like, I gotta call this guy and set the record straight. Yeah. But, uh, Jimmy is being a real hater. He is not, like, excited about hearing whatever the fuck Buck has to say. (laughs) I I was kind of surprised by, by this section because I thought this was a moment for some self reflection on Buck. In a little bit of yeah. quote unquote character advancement, meaning where like when they go back and forth, cause his email is like Jim Borland's, James Borland's email is like, I don't know him. I can't call him Jim. Um, <laughs> they start calling him Jim. <laughs> or Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Uh, 
you know, he's like, you motherfucker, just because I've never written a cover story doesn't mean I can't. How am I supposed to ever do it if I don't get the opportunity? Right. Good for you. You get another fucking trophy on the case. Yeah. And so when Buck calls, it's a little standoffish. But I really, and he, at one point, he's like, wow, jealous much in his brain? Yeah. And I thought that was a, a, a prime time for Buck to be like, God damn! I guess I was kind of a prick. Yeah. And and uh, now that I'm a Christian, I want to act better. But he doesn't. No, so. because he's the best boy in the world. And, like, right. Obviously, deserved all those cover stories, like, and there couldn't be anything that's like giving him, right. You know, a one up on anyone. Right. He was always in the right with everything he did. He pulled himself up by his own bootstraps. Yes. So that's good. Maybe he'll come up later where he's like, "Oh man, I did a number on these motherfuckers. Am I a bad guy? Maybe. I Maybe. don't know." So the whole vibe, though, that Buck pitches this dude on, because, again, he did scoop him, um, is, tell you what, I'll do your chores, and I'll tell Stanton to give you the cover story. Just give me your chores. And, <laughs> and the guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are you trying to trick me? <laughs> this <laughs> is off. You've obviously got some ulterior motive. He literally says, this is like Tom Sawyer tricking someone into painting the fence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, so like, funny. to be fair, yeah, why would he? Like, because to him, he's like, these other stories are kind of boring. Right. And, and so you're the, turning down a cover story. Right. And the other thing that is kind of funny to me is that, like, Buck is going to get all of these religion stories during the fucking tribulation and <laughs> they're all going to be bangers and this guy's going to be so pissed. He's going to be like, he got me. How did he get me? How did he, how did he buck how me? I know. So like that, I'm kind of curious what's going to happen because like the guy is like, there's no way that there's going to be a one world religion. The two kooks won't be able to do anything. So you can't talk to them. And the new Pope, well, that's old news. And Buck's like, wait a second, I don't know anything about what's going on with this new Pope. And, and the new guy was like, good, you're an idiot. And it's Buck. Archbishop Matthews from Cincinnati. That's the one that Buck interviewed before that Buck totally owned by oh, being yeah. like, well, what about these Bible verses about being saved through faith and not by works? Whoa. Uh, so apparently, yeah, that guy, the one who's like, I think all the evil people were raptured, is <laughs> <laughs> the one that's, that is most in line yeah. to be the new Pope. And of course, like... <laughs> the one Catholic they showed who said some like crazy stuff is going to be the Pope. It's like, yes, this is this is King of Catholics, how evil they all are. Yes, we did it. We did we it. We love it. Yeah, Jimmy still is like, okay, like you're kind of explaining like why you want these things, but I still don't quite get it. Right. Um And I don't think he really tells them. <laughs> no, he doesn't really, but but the guy does say, wait a minute, Buck. You're not one of the suckers buying the prophetic, apocalyptic, all this has been foretold in the Bible theories, are you? Oh, yes. Buck's like, credit, I'm not a wacko. I'm oh. not a wacko. <laughs> and then he's like, well, what do you think? Because he's like, I'm not quite ready to tell people that I'm a Jesus freak quite yet. So oh, he's off. not He's not being uh, brave with his message. He's hiding his bushel. He's hiding his light under a bushel. And then Jimmy's like, next you're going to tell me the treaty proves Carpathia's the Antichrist. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> and, and inside, Buck's just like... Mm. Mm. It is funny, like, their religion reporters, like, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, so what do you believe? He's like, I believe God's in all of us. And then Buck says some stupid shit, like Reddit ass atheist shit of like, oh, so if everyone got raptured, that means God is smaller now. And, and Buck's, and, and then Jimmy's like, come on now, shut up. Like, you're being too literal. You're being too literal, Buck. You're an idiot. And then Buck's like, you're right. Anyways, give me your garbage. <laughs> and they finally agree on it. They're yeah. like, okay, deal. Because again, Buck can't like give him the cover story, but what he's promising is by way of apologizing, he's going to take his beat 
And also, he's going to push Stanton to make him be the cover story um, uh, during the whole time, during the the thing. So, um, good luck to him, I suppose. Yeah, I'm sure it'll work out fine. Meanwhile, Brayford's watching the news. <laughs> Which is where we find out, and and we and we talked we talked about this before. Like, why are they talking about like they think right. Air Force One? Like, why does this matter with Carpathia? Blah blah blah. Well, well, it's because the president has decided. Actually, I think the people who should be on the maiden voyage of this new fancy Air Force One are Nikolai Carpathia and the rest of the UN contingent. Cool. <laughs> President Fitzhugh, I seems like he's in love with yeah, Carpathia. Absolutely, absolutely. He's like, I'm a straight shooter, Buck, and I'm all about friggin' Nikolai Carpathia. He, President Fitzhugh, makes a statement on mm-hmm. the news. He says, "Listen, Jack, I also call upon my colleagues around the globe to seriously study the Carpathia disarmament proposal." Strong defense has been a sacred cow in our country for generations, but I'm sure we all agree that the time for a true weaponless peace is long past due. I, again, I feel he's so Democrat coded. Like, oh yeah, because they, they show him. He looks mad when he's talking. He's yeah. like, "Why are people being weird about it? I'm doing a nice thing. You can't do a nice thing anymore. You can't just give the head of the UN your plane. You, you can't tell a woman she looks nice in her dress." <laughs> and you can't, you can't give your buddy Air Force One Listen, without everyone losing their minds? I mean, it's legitimately strange, and I am really glad that... I don't understand why it's that big of a deal. It's we- It's just a fucking plane. It's so weird. But, like, everything with Heads of State is all, like, fake and pomp and circumstance. Yeah, that's true. And, like, this is literally a spit in the face of the hard-working American people. That's our tax dollars! Right, right. You're flying the Antichrist around. <laughs> all I wanted to do was fly that president, not that other one. God I, damn it. I do Assume that well, what the, what the UN contingent should do is bug that plane. Oh, they use it <laughs> so that they can keep Absolutely. an eye on what's going on. Absolutely. Now, yeah. will they do that? Uh, does he need to do that? Does I he guess need Carpathia to do that? <laughs> can uh, scry. Like I don't know what he could do. Yeah, at this point, I don't think he can scry. But I who's bet. to say? I bet he'll be able to. He might be able to scry. Well, if he could scry. He could see Buck being a ba- going to church. And oh, that's true. That's a good. Point. We don't like that. Yeah, he needs more power. He mm. needs to sacrifice several hogs. More on hogs. <laughs> On the altar at the temple. That's we're always saying. More hogs. I know, and it is I'm funny because the news is blaring this and it's whatever. But then Chloe comes down. What the fuck's going on? What's up? And Raver's like, shut up. <laughs> I'm watching the news. I'm watching the news. But watch this. But he also thinks to himself that he is sure now than ever that he does not want to take the pilot job right? with uh, on for Air Force One because he'd be flying Carpathia around. <laughs> He's before, like, no, thank you. Before you can witness the president. It's like, all right. Maybe. Ray, you, you gotta be crazy for this one. You gotta witness the Antichrist. <laughs> what if he, if he did it hard enough, maybe it'd work. Right. Again, this is what we talked about on another episode. The Antichrist does not have the option of being a Christian. Therefore, wow, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. We're back with Buck now, and Alice calls him to let him know, like, hey, Sam Billy is trying to get in touch with you. He's grumpy Gus. Yeah. Uh, but you know who's not a grumpy Gus? Verna Z, because she oh, yeah, knows yeah, that so. Bailey is looking for Buck, and she thinks that Buck is in trouble. She's like, she's uh, like yeah, Alice is like, yeah, Verna thinks that your friggin' uh, uh, disappearance story sucks, and you're getting fired. And then Buck's like, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. Of that, I fucking killed that shit. But don't tell her that. Don't tell her that. I hate her. I'm supposed to stay out of her hair. 
That little little lady's hair. Mm-hmm. And I'm also not going to tell you how the other crazy bitch in my life <laughs> thought that you yeah, were engaged. She does intentionally be like, oh, I'm just going to not go you know there. No, nope, she doesn't need to know That's that. Buck um, calls. Oh, and you get, he gets Marge. We were missing Marge. I miss Marge so hard. I wish she was in this chapter more, but we do get to see Marge for yeah, a hot second. Like, oh, Buck, where you been, man? I miss, I miss you. you. And he's like, long story. I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she doesn't don't really know why no, like he like, got right. shipped off to Chicago. So the Antichrist killed two dudes, one bullet. I know yeah. it sounds crazy, but I, it happened. Yeah. We already know this has happened <laughs> one time in the past with JFK. So yeah, so Marge is all like, oh yeah, Stanton and Jim are in there yelling at each other and he's, I'll tell him to call you back and he's like, mm, I think I might be kind of the reason why they're yelling, right. so why don't you go ahead and let him it's know like, I'm on the phone. Do you often hear Stanton Bailey yell? Only twice a day. <laughs> I thought that was funny too. Stan's a king. Yeah, we love Stan. So when he when he does really get on the phone with Stan, Stan is not happy, and he's like, "Williams, you got a lot of nerve acting like the executive editor. You're not." Yeah, because because he takes it as like Buck is like unilaterally given this story right. to Borland, and it's really hilarious because Buck's like, "I didn't say that," and at the exact same time, Jimmy's like, "He didn't he say, say that." that. <laughs> okay, so they have to work that all. And he's out. like, "All right, if you want to take Jimmy's garbage, you can." Fine, and I love whatever. that he literally says it's garbage. Like, yeah. Hey. And Jimmy's like, well, he's come back job garbage. What the, what shit? the hell? Like, shut up, Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> uh, the cuts in this are killing me. Like, it's just, I feel like they, like, get up to momentum and then they switch to the other person. And I yeah. hate it. Well, because they they get to the end of their quote-unquote story, so there's not anything else going on with them. So it's like mini vignettes. Yeah. So, Raver is just, like, chilling by himself at home in this <laughs> section while Chloe goes to the church to talk with Bruce about... The job, potentially the flowers, we don't know. I was too awkward, and now we are dating. I am dating. <laughs> Weird. Bruce. A little hypocritical for since I, I didn't want to share you, yeah. but now, too late. Yeah, but yeah, I'm dating both of you. I don't really want to date Bruce, but I couldn't tell him no. So, it's awkward. <laughs> uh, and, and since Bruce, I'm sorry, since Rayford is alone, he obviously is immediately sad. <laughs> and thinking about... Irene and Raimi again, which, yeah, fair enough. Like, right. the house gets empty he and quiet. He keeps finding their shit everywhere. Yeah, oh, you thought about finding Raimi's candy in the couch? That would be sad. Like, oh, no. Like, little pieces and things. Oh, no. Um, can you, I thought this was an interesting thought from him here. Yeah. His grief was more melancholic than painful now. The close... Closer. He, close... That's a typo on Jennifer's part. My bad. I'm dictating this from the book, so... <laughs> the closer he grew to God, the more he looked forward to being with him and Irene and Raimi after the glorious appearing. So he's like... So now it, it is kind of interesting, because in this world, like, after he gets sort of the initial grief, it's like, well, I'm going to see him again in, like, seven, seven years. Yeah, so, so it's like a kind of interesting look at uh, male grief, I guess you could say, maybe. Yeah. And how he's, like, not avoiding it, and he's kind of working through it. Something I think we can all learn from. Yeah. Look at him go. So Rafer decides to be the number one best dad in the world and make Chloe's favorite meal, (laughs) shrimp scampi. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She loves it. And uh, I'm just imagining Rayford in, like, little roughly apron. Yeah. He's buzzing around. Yeah, the po- five pots going boiling over, flour yeah. on his face for some reason. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's flour in shrimp scampi, but... I'm surprised. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and Rayford has an interesting thought here as well, which is... He found himself identifying with Irene, remembering the hopeful expression on her face almost every night in Hmm. regard to her cooking. And he has a whole, like, damn, 
I wasn't nice enough about this. Yeah. I should have told her thank you and like given her compliments more. Right. And and they did a kind of subtle good choice of being like I still thanked her and gave her compliments. But you can tell that it, I wasn't, you know, put my whole ass right, into it. Right, It and was kind of perfunctory. And I, and I thought that was, you know, there's a maturity to that. Yeah. That so many, so often people are like, well, I did the thing. Yeah. No, it was personal, personal growth. Yeah. And Rayford, uh, admits himself. Now there was no way to make it up to Irene except to show up in the kingdom himself with Chloe alongside. I mean, that's which he's going to. He's going to do it. Like he's already succeeded in that. Look what I did. I listened to you. Look, we're both here now. But most likely, he's just going to show up to heaven with like a big bullet wound in the back of his head. (laughs) Yeah, his face fully blown off. (laughs) Like, hey, I'm a Christian. Like, what happened to you? Oh, you don't want to (laughs) know. Yeah, not is not chill. I got thrown out of a helicopter and I landed on a uh, on a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Top of a gun. Yeah, I was crazy. The left behind's been crazy. Oof. So back over to Buck. He he's gotten things straightened out with Sam Bailey and Jim Borland. And so now he's gonna get to work on his little religion stories. <laughs> and he he's thinking about how like I've actually got some real cool shit to be yeah. working on because it's possible that he's sitting on the direct fulfillment of centuries-old prophecies. Exactly. So you're going to buck this dude as the literal Bible yeah. is being uh, uh, fruitioned on the planet. He's going to be so pissed at you. But he's not going to become a Christian. Probably not. Probably not. So Buck gives Steve Plank a call to kind of check in with him. And, like, of course, Steve's like, so you got an answer for him? Let's go. He's like, not yet. No. Not yet. Um, they end up kind of talking about Hattie and, like, right. how Buck introduced Hattie to Carpathia. And, like, I guess Steve can kind of tell that Buck's, like, feeling weird about it. Right. And he says, you regret it? You provided a world leader with someone he adores, and you changed Hattie's life forever. And Buck's like, that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> and Buck, Steve's like, huh? What are you talking about? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Hattie was trash before you introduced yeah. her. She was nothing. She was literally nothing. And, and now she's the secretary to the most powerful man in the world. Yeah, look at him. And he says that they hang out just as much at work. And afterwards. Yes, which is interesting. So, so, what do you think's happening there? They boning. They boning. When you get pregnant, Hattie, with that Antichrist baby, no, I know you want to. It's going to just have horns. Yeah, it's, it's going to hurt. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's going to have a little tail. It's going to come out with a pit. It's actually going to come out pitchfork first. It's like, uh. Which is pretty uncomfortable. Here's a pitchfork? Like, okay. Not sure how that happened. It, like, instead of a baby rattle, it's like a little pitchfork. <laughs> That's so cute. Um. <laughs> Steve is kind of giving Buck a hard time again about, like, putting off the offer, and Buck is like, I'm a journalist, Steve, (laughs) not a public relations guy. Steve's all, like, offended, but it's like, bro. Bro. You are a public relations guy. Aren't you, like, explicitly a public relations guy? You literally are his PR guy. Come on. You can't really get mad about that. Yeah, but he still gets pissed at him. He's like, you're an idiot. So, then Buck clarifies, like, hey. I really still want to go to Israel, and I want to be there at the signing, right. but I can't be in your contingent. Yeah. Uh, and Steve's like, well, don't you want to be on Air Force One? And the book's like, what the what fuck? What are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, okay, Mr. Serious News Guy, you don't even know about this. Right, because Buck hadn't heard the news of the Air Force One, and he's like, oh my god, this is crazy. My life is a movie. <laughs> 
And yeah, my love a movie. Uh, but Buck explains like, listen, like I talked to Stan Bailey about it, and he's like, not cool with it. And Steve is like, you did what? <laughs> you told Stan Bailey about it? He's like, I didn't tell him about the job offer, just which is the flying part. So stupid, Steve. You like just expect Buck to show up, but Steve is kind of like, hey man, sure. Most of these plans were based off you immediately taking the job. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't think this was gonna be an issue because I thought right. you just take the job. You don't have to do anything shady if you just took the job book. And then it's like one final dig before they get off the phone. <laughs> Steve says, "Anyway, remember your big shot predictions about a new one world currency that it would never happen. Watch the news tomorrow, pal, and remember that it was all Nikolai Carpathia's doing diplomacy behind the scenes. <laughs> Click. Hell yeah. Oh." Like, Owned, I guess? This, I don't know. This is also why I'm like, I gotta read the next chapters. Please, God, get me to the one world currency. I'm yeah. dying. I, I mean, I guess the Israel stuff will be the climax, right? I mean, we're close. To just like, yeah, you're probably right, actually. Yeah. I guess um, we're, we're halfway through. They're gonna probably meet in the church a few times. Buck and... and well, they gotta and, have their and, sex talk at gotta church. Have their sex talk. They, oh, that's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I that's gonna they, happen tonight. <laughs> I hope they start and Clay goes, no. I, I, never mind. I uh, things have changed. I don't need this I'm anymore. Good. I'm good. I saw a pretty hilarious episode of Ally McBeal, so I'm good. Actually. Yeah, I've learned everything I need to know. Yeah, and then they go to Israel. Fucking crazy shit happens. Yada yada yada. I mean, I don't even know if crazy shit's gonna happen in Israel. I'm just, I'm super curious. Yeah. So back over to Rafer, who's still on um on the scampi. Uh, he gets a call from Earl, his boss, and Earl wants him to come in, like, right then to talk right. to him. And Rafer's like, I'm pretty busy I'm with good. these shrimps right now, so I cannot do it. <laughs> Let me hold my phone up to the shrimp. You hear that? You hear them shrimps? I'm busy. It's like, wait, Sizzling. your daughter's in college. She won't care. Bro, you saw the news. You can fly the Antichrist around the world. Isn't that rad? <laughs> yeah. And this is when Raver's like, listen, man, I'm still praying about it, and I'm not going to be, he doesn't say bullied. What does he say? Like, cow-tailed. I don't badgered know. into it or something. He's like, leave me alone. Uh, and he promises that he will go talk to Earl at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. Hell yeah. Meanwhile, Buck heads to the church to tell, so he's finally ready to talk to Bruce and like, Fully tell him about the whole meeting with Carpathia because he hasn't even done that. Yeah, yet. I mean, the, the, so confusing and goofy of like the when can I tell this person? Can I tell this person? Yeah, you've really got yourself a, a complicated, a twisted web here. Right. Um, but as Buck is pulling into the church parking lot, guess who's pulling out? Chloe. Chloe. And they have a cute little conversation like, oh, like, you like this church? Hey, little like, lady. Yeah. Um, Buck asks Chloe how it went with Bruce, and she's like, I'll tell you about it later. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, I wanna know. So many I'll tell you about it later. Two of them, like right at the end, both about the Bruce thing. And I was like, okay, yeah. fine, I wanna read the next chapter and okay, find out. On, get it, fuck, Buck has a thought here. Buck couldn't blame Bruce for whatever level of interest he had in Chloe. It just felt strange competing with your new friend and pastor for a woman. <laughs> Okay, Buck, you're still assuming, buddy. We still don't know. But you're making out an ass. Say that. You're making an ass out of you and Bruce. And Chloe. And Chloe. <laughs> so Chloe gets home, and guess what? She smells that shrimp. Did you order Olive Garden? You made Olive Garden? Wow! Let's go! Uh, Chloe's, like, super shocked by this, and Rafer makes a stupid comment. It's like, I just got in touch with my feminine side. Uh-huh. Okay, shut up, Rafer. Shut up, Rafer. You're, you're backsliding a little bit. <laughs> you were funny before, but that's enough. He's old-fashioned. He has some jokes that don't quite 
don't quite, you know, land, land yeah. nowadays. And we get another cliffhanger of, of of Raver being like, what was happening to Bruce? And he's like, oh, I'll tell you about it. Oh, I gotta tell you about that next chapter. The chapter ends. <laughs> Man, next chapter. He didn't send him either. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I really, I had to stop myself from just, like, reading yeah. ahead. But I was like, I actually was like, I don't want to know what happens next before we record because yeah. I don't want it to bleed into my right. like you know analysis exactly exactly so you I know, stopped myself the, the Buck and Chloe stuff like we know they get together but it was like how long can they keep fucking doing this like to chapter us? 19 they're still <laughs> fighting you fucking asshole yeah hopefully hopefully it's much better now because we're through this whole stupid plot line um, yeah and hopefully they get talking about the damn bowls and trumpets again yeah absolutely we gotta get more into that shit and I am gagging to literally get to it in the book as yes, well. Like please. we said before, I hope there's a time jump. I don't know how we're going to fucking deal with. Yeah, because we're at like four weeks post-Rapture right yeah. now. And we're halfway through the second book. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got to get moving. Yeah, the past like five chapters, or if not more, have been one day. Like a day. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've got to make Pick up the next of- book. With like oh, They had a great four months. Chloe's pregnant. <laughs> oh my god! I need to actually now. I'm like, damn. I think I have the third book, but now I gotta start keeping an eye out for the damn fourth one. Can I get something off my chest? Yeah, please. Due to something that I never thought would happen, the library book was checked out. <gasps> what? Yeah, I. How? Who checking this out? Other first than of all, St. Louis Public Library ebook Tribulation Force readers. Let's chat. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Sorry that a, I keep it out for so long. Make it's a yours Discord now. for it. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to buy it. You bought it? I know. I know. You had to go find a Jake one to download? No, I was so tired of my Jake one's not working. <laughs> I, I went on Amazon. How much did it cost? $11. Oh my God, it was not worth $11. I agree with you, mm. but what else God. am I supposed to fucking do? I paid $7 for this hard copy. But you, did you get that? That's the one you got from the bookstore? Yeah, I got it from Powell's, so it's a used one. I guess I could go bookstore. I, they probably, no, they like literally have them at the one down at the end of the street. I've all seen right, them. Maybe I'll go take a walk and be a fucking psychopath. Like, give me all these. I did feel like a crazy person when I when I said to the bookstore. I had to feel like I had to be like, this is for research. I this don't is believe a bit. this. This is a bit. Literally, actually, both times I've bought Left Behind books, I've like been like, ah, I don't really believe this. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I felt weird about it. Like, I don't want them to think I'm like a, a crazy. I don't want them to think I'm a kook. Yeah. You're you're some religious wacko buying all these goofy ass books. No, I'm buying them because they're crazy. I mean, yeah, I don't like that I did it, but also, who cares? I mean, Tim Lay's dead. Tim Lay's dead. Jenkins is already rich. It's not. Yeah, I don't think this one eleven dollars no. is going to do that much. But, but dear listener, I'm going to take myself to task. I'm going to friggin' hit myself. Thank you for holding yourself accountable. I hold myself accountable, so you actually can't be mad at me. Yeah, um, we. I am your accountability partner right. in in this regard. Really. Maybe it was Satan renting those books out so that I <gasps> had to buy it. Wow. Right. Wait, wouldn't that be technically God doing it so that you had to buy it and so you had to support Tim LaHaye? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't really know anymore. I don't think God likes Tim LaHaye. Like, I do not think he does. <laughs> I don't think God's real. Like, even, and like, I, the, even if God is real, he definitely doesn't like Tim Well, LaHaye. yeah, I think, like, I, I've never thought that God is... The way that Christians are in America. No. Like, he doesn't like them. No. Obviously, it's so textually there. Why do you think they talk about the Pharisees so much? I cannot believe this is where we live. Mm-hmm. We're so obvious. Yeah, yeah, we live in Crazy Town. 
It's just the opposite. A whole crazy country. Mirror world. Bizarro town. Up is down. Cats and dogs. Anyways, thank you so much for listening um, to our little show. Tell a friend. Yeah. On top of the social media being harder to friggin' um, um, manage, you know. Uh, getting new voices, things like that. And the fact that we don't use TikTok, which I think is the hotness right now. Ugh, Tim, I might have to, you, you, if, if one of us is gonna figure out TikTok, it's gonna be I'm you. I'm just gonna put the I entire episodes out. I like, don't like that, that app. I don't like it there. <laughs> I like to look at it and learn fucked up shit. Because the problem is that, like, even if a friend sends me one, like, it will immediately show me something weird and it makes me mad. And I'm like, <laughs> I wanna close this app. Well, you have to, you have to teach it. I don't. And yeah. it took me forever yeah. to teach it. It's just that I think TikTok's evil. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've come around to it, but I used to say TikTok should be illegal, but now, uh, but not for the reasons that the government. Does. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's evil for the reasons of government. I don't think it, I don't care anything about China or whatever. I think it's evil because it's making people insane. Yes, yes, <laughs> you should not have that much access to that many crazy people in that way. Like you can't accidentally become like on crystal witch beef TikTok yeah. and then go <laughs> yeah, over exactly. to like dude bro Call of Duty TikTok and how women are ruining video games. I because the videos are too long. I don't got time for that shit. Who has more than seven seconds? I, I don't, I just want to skim this. Like, I saw one day taking like so long. Five minutes? I'm no. like, who's ever watched a five minute video? <laughs> not me. All I'd say is, things are weird and as we've said before, this is not an SEO friendly show. Mostly no. Because <laughs> the people that are Googling this like it. Yeah. I, when, are we gonna, when are we gonna accidentally get one person that's like, I thought this would be about... Oh shit, yeah. I remember pretty early on someone was being shitty at us for being anti-religion. I haven't checked our reviews in a while. Yeah, I feel like there's gotta be someone who thought it was gonna be like Oops. a real book club and then they were sorely disappointed. Oops. <laughs> but thank you so much. So tell a friend. Feel free to join our, our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash content hole. It serves as Jennifer and I's piggy bank for all of our content creation mm-hmm. special things. So there's lots of Exclusive things. We, t- there. we we recently talked about the new Spider Verse mm-hmm. movie. We talked about the Sopranos. We talked about Chainsaw Man. Uh, we did all sorts of stuff on there. Yeah, yeah. You can follow the show on Twitter at Trib Farce Pod uh, or Instagram. Haven't logged into that, and in who knows how long. Or shoot us an email at tribulationfarce at gmail dot com. We've gotten so many great emails, and I just feel like I have to say that every week yeah. because we don't read them on air. But I think everyone's has been so good, so interesting. It's really great that there's so many. Actually, it's bad that there's so many like minded people because right. you're, you're sharing this. It's like, oh, vibes you're and- also traumatized You're by religion. Yeah. But hey, we can be traumatized together yeah. and make fun of this shit. Absolutely. We love you. Therapeutically. We love you. We love you so much. Like a thief in the night, we are gone. Goodbye. You're being crazy, Frankenstein. You're being crazy, Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> they could just slap with Frankenstein's chick. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs>